This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous offers. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, it turns out that that woke actress who's going to play uh, Snow White trying to now kind of walk back a little bit of her criticisms of the original Snow White. As Disney, like a lot of Hollywood, faces a reckoning where people turn around and go, your stuff stinks. We're not paying money for it anymore. Welcome back to the show. Glad you are here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. But some sad news because the House Republicans have once again let us down the road of more big government and more surveillance and more of a police state. The House on Thursday passed the National Defense Authorization Act, an annual defense bill that will this year include an extension of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, Section 702, the controversial law that permits warrantless surveillance of foreign nationals and, of course, is abused to spy on Americans. The House voted 310 to 118 in favor of the bill just before Congress left for Christmas recess. The annual National Defense Bill was passed by the Senate Wednesday and is now headed to Biden's desk to be signed into law. The final version authorizes $886 billion in national defense spending, an increase of $28 billion over last year. The critical legislation provides a 5.2% raise for U.S. service members, the largest military salary increase in over 20 years. However, bipartisan debate arose concerning the reauthorization of Section 702. Although the statute is intended to obtain intelligence by surveilling the communications of foreigners based overseas, Republican critics point out that it had been used to spy on American citizens who were in contact with foreign nationals. Senator Mike Lee, one of the sharpest critics of FISA, said Congress should have reformed the statute before passing it this week ahead of its expiration deadline. Senator Mike Lee and others, Rand Paul and Jeff Van Drew in our area, some others, they all came out and they said they wanted FISA to explicitly prohibit the warrantless surveillance of Americans, saying the far-reaching law as it stands right now violates their civil rights. But of course, we were told this will keep us safe. And you remember the FBI Director Christopher Wray went in front of the Senate today. And uh, went on and on about how, you know, not today, but last week, he went on and on about how this is the gate. We got to keep Americans safe. And yeah, there was abuse of the system, but we've got we've got ways now to to uh, to deal with that. And you go, okay, so what happens? Well, if, say, an FBI agent unconstitutionally uh, spies on you without a warrant, we uh, write them a tersely worded memo. Oh, you do? Yes. It's a very terse memo. And um, there might even be some financial penalties, like they may not get a gift card. You know, if they've been FBI employee of the year, we may take away their parking spot. So it's very serious, right? You spy on Americans without a warrant, and you're the FBI employee of the year, you are not going to get the parking spot, okay? So, and, and, and we're going to go a step further, too. If you spy on Americans without a warrant and abuse FISA, you have to bring in your own coffee mug. You're not going to be allowed to use the coffee mugs in the FBI break room anymore because we have to send a message that this is serious and we are cracking down on this. And nothing says that more than you've got to bring your own thermos. Am I right? Because then you forget and you get to work and you go, oh, I want a cup of coffee. Well, sorry, you can't have one. You unconstitutionally spied on Americans without a warrant. And and, and senators, am I right? Is that not the worst punishment ever? I mean, come on, right? And then... 
just to show you how serious I am as FBI director, cracking down on this blatant abuse of the Constitution, any FBI agent who spies on Americans without a warrant will be ineligible for the $25 Wawa gift card. We're doing a drawing, a raffle at the Christmas party this year, the holiday party. I can't say Christmas, holiday party. They will not be eligible to participate. So this is going to really hurt them financially as well. You know, their chance of winning this $25 gift card out the window. So when I tell you as FBI director, I'm cracking down. I mean, I am cracking down, all right? And the abuse, of course, will continue. Uh, that's what happened. And I'm not, I'm not shocked by this because there are just too many Republicans out there who all you have to do is just say the word terrorist. That's it. Just say the word terrorist. And it's such a trigger for them. They turn around, they go, ah, 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 right? Terrorists. They said terrorists. Well, then give the government more power over us. Give the government the ability to spy on us. Give the government the ability to profile us as domestic violent extremists. Let's never learn our lesson as Republicans as we watch the leading Republican candidate right now turn, turned into a, a, a story of government retribution and retaliation. You know, yesterday... I talked about Section 1512. It's a, it's a federal law that was passed in the wake of Enron. And I was probably talking about it yesterday. Everybody's talking about it today. This show kind of works that way. We always try to be a little bit ahead of the curve for you. You know what I mean? Section 1512, which was passed after Enron, which has in, this, in the statute this whole idea about obstructing an official proceeding which is what they're using against Trump and a number of these January 6th people who were either in the Capitol or by the Capitol or not even anywhere near the Capitol, obstructing an official proceeding. As this case has made its way up to court, and the question is, can the government use this case, use this law that was passed to deal with corporations who destroy evidence? Really, that's what it it came down to. Corporations that destroy evidence as part of a federal investigation... Can you use that in the case of American political protests? Because if you do, you're going to open up a massive, massive can of worms here. How many times do you see protesters, I'll give you an example, just in our area, in Philadelphia who shut down highways, shut down roads, shut down buildings all the time, right? I mean, in, in the summer of love after George Floyd was, uh, after George Floyd's death, after the summer of love happened, there were protests, violent protests across the country. But there were a lot of ones that were not necessarily violent. They didn't necessarily burn down a Wendy's and get, you know, a slap on the wrist over it. But there were some that just disrupted traffic, for example. I, now, if, 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 if you disrupt traffic and somebody is on their way to go to a, an official proceeding, say they're the mayor of a town, and they've got to go to an official proceeding and you made them late and they missed the official proceeding, can you be charged with that? federal crime yes theoretically yes you can because if if you interfere with an official proceeding then that's a federal law that's you've broken federal law and that's what they're using to go after people who were at the capitol on january 6th the idea that they disrupted the electoral count and you as this case has made its way through courts you've had split opinions by judges but a couple of lefty judges have pointed out hey not for nothing but you know this could affect our people too right like all the people that come inside the Capitol and, and sit in the rotunda and yell and chant and cry like babies about whatever it is, or the people that scream out in the middle of a, of a congressional hearing and they have to take a break, they have to stop the proceeding. You know, some wacko lefty who decides to take her shirt off and flash her, her, her you know what, to make a point about the environment. Uh, that's disruption right there. I'm just saying, it's a disruption. You disrupt an official proceeding. So now we can charge you under this act. And so a number of people, including the, the far right wing Washington Post legal guy, pointed out and turned around and said, do we really need to give the government more power here to take, to take a law that was written not for this purpose and now apply it for this purpose? And then now to say, hey, listen, if you protest and the protest causes a disruption, well, then you're now guilty of a federal offense. That was never the intent of Congress when they passed the law, mind you. And they've charged Trump with that as well. This idea that he's disrupted an official proceeding of Congress. So let's think about that for a moment, shall we? Let's kind of digest on that. President of the United States of America, let's say Donald Trump was president right now and didn't want them to reauthorize Section 702, which I hope he would not. Hope he's learned his lesson. That you give the government all this power, they're going to use it against their political enemies, including you. Right? So let's say he's, uh, he gives a big speech at the Ellipse this morning. 
And there's thousands of people that come. And he says, we're going to march down to the Capitol peacefully. And we're going to make our voices heard. And we're going to fight like hell. Because if you don't fight, you don't have a country. Make them hear us. No to Section 702. All right? And then everybody marches down to the Capitol. And then Trump tries to grab the steering wheel of, his, of the limousine, the beast, and tries to head there too. You know, the magic steering wheel theory. But the Secret Service stops him, so he never makes it. And then all the people go to the Capitol, and they're all chanting, and they're chanting, and they're chanting. And, they're, and they don't do anything. They don't go inside. They don't move a police barricade. They don't fight with cops, nothing. They're just, but they're loud. They're very loud. And maybe they also shut down an access road so a member of Congress can't get there. And they disrupt the vote. Because Congress says we, we, we don't have a quorum or, or we're all nervous about all the rowdy people outside and maybe they'll come in and try to kill us and it'll be uh, January 6th all over again. So uh, out of an abundance of caution, we're going to uh, table this vote for now. We'll come back in a few hours. Everybody go run in the hallways panicked. Now you've just disrupted an official proceeding. See, this is the problem. This is the danger that we're going down this road now. I mean, as president, you have a right to advocate for things. And, the, and Donald Trump, as president on January 6, 2021, had the right to advocate for Congress to throw out the results of the Electoral College. Why? Because under the Electoral Count Act, Congress had the right to do so. It was an official proceeding because Congress had an official business to do. And that was to certify the election. It wasn't a ceremonial thing. It wasn't just a pro forma thing where, you know, they, they honor like a Cub Scout or something like that. Like it was actually, they had the law to file, the Electoral Count Act of 1886 or whatever it was. That was the law in the books at the time. And they had the right to reject the Electoral College results and send it back to the states. As Democrats in years past have tried to do, like Jamie Raskin tried to do against Donald Trump, tried to get Florida's electoral votes thrown out. Nobody ever yelled at him for doing it, by the way. But... But Trump stood there and said, go down there. I want them to reject these results. I want them to throw them out, go throw them back to the states. Tell Mike Pence, you're doing the wrong thing here. You have the right to reject them. And that's what my lawyers say. He has a different legal opinion, but I say he can reject them. Now we're going to march down the Capitol peacefully and we're going to fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you don't have a country. Now that's political speech. It's hyperbole, obviously. You're not actually telling people to fight with, with anybody. It's a, it's a figure of speech. You know, we fight. But his advocating for Congress to reject those results, the special counsel's arguing that Donald Trump was engaging in disrupting an official proceeding. But would it be any different if he was telling Congress don't vote on something, on a bill, a piece of legislation that had a veto-proof majority that the president couldn't veto? No, of course not. Of course not. You're, 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 you're telling the American people, go there. I'm inspiring you. Go there. Make your voices heard. Tell Congress what you don't want. Tell them what you don't want. And do so. Not smash windows, not, not attack cops, not do any of the, of the stuff that you've seen played over on the January 6th committee tapes. But go there and make your voices heard and tell them we don't want this. And in the process of that, the proceeding gets disrupted. But, but... Trump had nothing to do with that disruption and the special counsel's arguing that his words merely then were the disruption, that his words that day by telling people and telling members of Congress to reject the results that he was disrupting an official proceeding, as if that's somehow illegal, as if Americans don't have a right to let people know in Congress how they feel about an issue, a vote on certifying the Electoral College results. I mean, damn it to hell, like, this is the thing. We have, an, we have a right as Americans to be able to turn around and let the legislature know what we think about something. The president has that right. Of course the president has that right. I mean, what, isn't that the purpose of every State of the Union address? For the president to stand up there and pontificate and tell Congress what he wants? The president can't pass laws, although the executive branch certainly does under the guise of promulgating rules. That's for another show. But the president has every right to tell Congress, hey, if you send this bill, bill to me, I'm going to veto it. And if you don't send me this bill, I'm not going to do anything else. I mean, if, if, if during a vote, let's say like this, I mean, we know that Jamal Bowman pulled a fire alarm, right, and stopped the congressional proceeding even though he was not charged with that federal crime because he's Democrat and Democrats get a pass. But let's say in the middle of a vote, a very contentious vote on, say, I don't know, um, a, a, a tax bill or something like that, right? The president of the United States shows up at the Capitol building and he is not a member of Congress, so he has to be invited in. 
Like a vampire, you have to invite him in. Always know that, by the way. Vampires can't just come to your house. It's like Pelosi. If she shows up, you have to invite her in. Anyway, the president shows up, and uh, he's not a member of Congress, but they invite him in. Okay, Mr. President, come on in. And he walks in, and he's shaking hands and doing everything, and he's waiting, wasting all his time with people and chatting and chatting and chatting. And then uh, members start to leave, and then all of a sudden now they don't have enough votes. Like, oh, you see the trick you did. You just, you just delayed the vote. Well, arrest him. He just disrupted an official congressional proceeding. I mean, how ridiculous can we get with this stuff, right? And with everything like this, you've got to go back to think about what was Congress's intent when they passed the law? Enron's scandal happens, and all of these corporate hacks destroy evidence, destroy documents, and it was perfectly fine to do at the time. And then Congress says that this is a loophole we have to close here. If we're trying to do an investigation, if the feds are trying to do an investigation, you can't destroy evidence corruptly, and you can't corruptly disrupt an official proceeding. Official proceeding at the time being an investigation. So we're going to pass this law as a loophole, close this loophole under this massive Sarbanes-Oxley legislation, which transformed financial regulatory uh, agencies in this country. No idea that at one point we'd apply it to politics, right? No idea that at one point we'd apply it to political protesters. But my question is, how far do you go with this? If somebody's protesting outside of City Hall in Philadelphia and the city council members can't get in, you've disrupted the meeting. Or if you shut down a highway or if protesters, and this is what one of the federal judges said, you know, all these protesters and George Floyd's death that were doing all these things and all these, I mean, theoretically, all these people could be charged with disrupting an official proceeding. It doesn't matter what the proceeding is. It doesn't matter how official it is either. Because the January 6th certification of the vote, depending on who you asked, was either a pro forma ceremonial process or it was an official proceeding to actually decide whether or not Congress was going to accept the election results of the states, the electoral college results. Some people will say that it was, in fact, just nothing more than a ceremonial gesture. Mike Pence believed that. Other legal-minded people believe, no, look, the statute says if Congress doesn't want to accept these results, they send them back to the states. It's their right to do so. There's a process to do it, and here you go. But man, the idea that a president can't advocate his position on something, and he was the candidate in the election, the idea that he can't, he can't argue his opinion, he can't make his voice heard, but you give up your First Amendment rights to tell the legislature what you think in terms of passing laws. Presidents do that all the time on issues that are big and issues that are small. They make it clear to Congress we're going to veto something. That's another question I have. What happens if that happens? What happens if in the middle of a vote, the president calls the Speaker of the House and says, I just want you to know I'm going to veto this bill. And the Speaker says, all right, stop the vote, stop the vote. The president just called, stop the vote, and they they stop the count right there. I mean, is that not disrupting an official proceeding? I mean, you just disrupted it. They were going to vote and pass it. You told them you were going to veto it which is your right under Article 1, of course. You can veto the bill, Article 2, I guess, technically, but um, you just disrupted a congressional proceeding. Not cool, man. We're going proce- to prosecute you. We're going to throw federal charges at you. You never should have done that. Well, I don't know. I thought I was saving you guys time because you're going to just send it to me and I'm going to veto it. I thought I was just saving you time. You'd make it easier for you to get to the Capitol Grill and start gorging, your, gorging yourselves on steak and you know lobster. I thought I was just saving you guys time. No, no, no. You disrupted an official proceeding. We were about to vote for it. This is, this, is, this is what I mean about the road down ridiculousness that we're looking at. And hopefully the Supreme Court will turn around and say, yeah, you know what? Considering that we have these originalists who are on the bench now, He'll turn around and say, when Congress passed this law, this disrupting an official proceeding, it was done to deal with a corrupt company that was destroying evidence to disrupt an investigation. It in no way ever meant to imply political speech, political protests, or anything like that. And then the consequences of that, the consequences of what a, what a First Amendment process is leading to the government taking an action. And there's a very distinct point on that, right? It's one thing if you walk over and you punch a cop in the face. It's another thing, though, if you stand at a protest and you're screaming about things, and you're, and you're, which is your right, and you're yelling about things, and then a proceeding doesn't happen because of whatever reason. People are intimidated to go to the, uh, to the, to, to the vote. Uh, people get intimidated to have the vote. 
because they're worried about the angry mob outside. The idea that, that, that your political event, that, that political speech, your advocacy of an issue, you're a mom in yoga pants and you're outside the school board meeting that night screaming about, do not mandate the COVID shot to my kids. You know, and a couple of school board members are nervous because there's all these, you know, angry moms outside and they decide to delay the vote or they don't come to the meeting. You disrupted an official proceeding, you terrorist. The idea that your political speech and then the government's resulting action and that, that there's an interruption of the government's official business because of your political speech and we're going to criminalize that and put you in federal prison over that? No. No, that's not what we do in this country. We don't do that. You punish people for actions. You break a window of the Capitol, you got to pay a price. You hurt a cop, you're going to pay a price. You do any violence like that, you're going to pay a price. Of course, and they have. But when this notion that just your words lead to the government having to adjust its course, delay a vote, cancel a meeting, or anything like that, and now you go to prison for that? Because your, your political speech just disrupted an official proceeding when Congress never intended for that to be the law when they passed it. Is the reason why I think the Supreme Court's going to turn around and say, yeah, this is a misapplication of the law. And as the far right wing Washington Post said, we don't need to give the government any more power to interpret laws as they see fit for reasons to be able to go after their political enemies. Exactly right. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. If you would like to weigh in today on anything we are discussing, don't forget we will be at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey tomorrow. Listen, my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, great guy, great friend of the show and the master of dental implants. Dr. Mike's going to take great care of you. I have a question. With all the gift giving, have you thought about giving yourself the gift of a beautiful smile? Well, you should because Dr. Mike Venaria can give you the smile of your dreams. He is a great great dentist and when it comes to complicated dental implants there's simply no one better that's why for 10 years he's been voted as a top dentist in new jersey highly regarded among his peers his colleagues and his patients and his patients travel from all over for the great work of dr mike venaria and all you have to do is just go to venariadental.com v-a-n-a-r-i-a venariadental.com you will see firsthand how he puts care ahead of everything else at his practice Dr. Mike has two offices to serve you, Cinnaminson and Woodbury, New Jersey, right over the bridge, easy to get to from wherever you are. Make sure you give yourself the gift that you deserve, a beautiful, beautiful smile. With my buddy and my dentist and the master of dental implants, Dr. Mike Venaria, venariadental.com. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, it is uh, Thursday, a lot going on. Thanks for being here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Big day tomorrow at the Grand Hotel. We're excited. Matt DeSantis will be there. Uh, what time are you getting there with the Biden puppet, just out of curiosity? Uh, I'm going to aim for probably 2 o'clock. Two o'clock. Yeah, I like right. to get there an hour early. That's good. Yeah. I'm thinking 2.59. <laughs> I should walk in the door. Bourbon in hand. Bourbon in hand. Chef David Mills will have my bourbon ready for me. Mm. There's no way I can start drinking at three o'clock and do a four-hour show. 
I, you've no. done it before. Well, that's true. I have done it before. You're right. Uh, but those are my younger years. <laughs> it was earlier this the same year. Like Fair a enough. month, month and a half point. ago. Yeah, you're right. It was in October. That's a good point. Fair. It's a long but, time um, ago. Think of how much I've aged since then, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so much has changed. It's been a so brutal much has changed, cycle. right? Am I right? Oh, my goodness. It's been a brutal news cycle. It'll age anybody. Thank you. And and if you if you um, are taking any kind of drugs to deal with the news cycle, you're not alone, by the way. But uh, major pharmacy chains have given cops, uh, law enforcement, your medical records without so much as even a warrant. I'm going to give you that story in just a few moments as well. But uh, I wanted to ask you the question now. That, so there's this this story about these sports teams that are leaving cities because the cities are too violent. And, of course, right here in Philadelphia, we have the controversy going on over the new stadium for the 76ers, which, correct me if I'm wrong, they still want to put it right in the heart of, like, Chinatown, right? I mean, right in the heart of Center City. Is that right? Last I checked, yeah. Yeah. Which would be a freaking traffic nightmare, would it not? I mean, they try to tell you it's not, but we all know. And the city sucks right now getting around in traffic. I, 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 it's like it to put a massive, like a giant stadium in the middle of a, of, of a city like that, to me, makes no sense whatsoever. And, but And imagine what the parking situation would be like on, on game night. Yeah. Uh, you would legitimately have to pay 60 bucks for a, a parking spot. Well, the easily. whole thing is like, oh, take the train. We're putting it right no. by the train station. No. No, I'm not taking the freaking train. I'm driving. I don't want to take the train. Yeah, I would never do that. Yeah. Some people can't take the train. Some people don't have access to the train. Like, I, I, lo- I love this this uh, idea to just jump on the train. Train doesn't go anywhere near my house. So I got to drive to a train station, leave my car there, take a train. So now I get home, you know, three hours after the freaking game ends. Like, no. Plus public I'm transport. not doing that. And public transportation in this city isn't exactly the safest at the moment. No, it's at, not. At, it, at late at night when a game's letting out at like 1130, 12, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 no. And and then the other thing, too, is that you pile on these trains, half everybody's drunk, you're all bumping up against each other. You know, some bro's like, yo, you touch me, bro. You know what I mean? There's a fights break out. No, I don't need that. Nobody needs that. And what I love about Philadelphia is we have all of our stadiums in South Philly. They're all right there. You got a complex. It's a beautiful design. It's great. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. The way they did that was so smart. So now you're going to take one of those stadiums and move it and drop it right in the heart of a heavily populated, heavily congested urban area. And then let's think about the crime for a second because I always feel like going to South Philly, it's safe. I, I never worry when I go to the Eagles game or I go to the Phillies game or anything like that. I, I just I never worry about it. You know, you drive into the lot, you pay an exorbitant amount to park, but you feel safe. I've never not felt safe getting out of a game late at night. I always feel like there's a, a it's South Philly where the stadiums are, that whole area is kind of immune to all of the, the, the crap that goes on in the rest of the city. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't crime, but it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think people... Like, I don't know people that have said, I'm not going to go to an Eagles game because I'm worried about getting mugged in the parking lot. I've, I've never heard that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you on that. Totally. Well, I'm not going go to go see the Phillies in the playoffs because I'm worried my car, I'm going to get carjacked. Yeah. Like in South Philly, I don't think people have that feeling. No, it's too open. There's too many witnesses, you could say. Like, yeah. It makes too much sense. It makes too little sense to commit crime there. But now, if you move a stadium and you drop it in the heart of a city like that, where you've got crime is very very high already you are going to see an increase because that's what washington dc is dealing with i mean that's why they just lost out on the capitals and the wizards to virginia they're those teams are moving out of the dc dc is not going to have any more teams and now they're going to virginia and glenn youngkin it's a huge win for him but it's also a major condemnation of these cities and how the crime is dealing with things. And there's a story the San Francisco Giants lost out on. How do I say this guy's name? Shohei Otani? Shohei Otani. Yep, got it. I nailed it. And the reason why they say is in part due to rampant crime and homelessness. And Matt DeSantis, what did you say that they offered him a half a billion dollars a year? Oh, no, that was the uh, the owner of the Washington Capitals and Washington Wizards. Uh, Mariel Bowser started, I guess panicking because it became apparent that um, he was not going to renew their contract in D.C. and was going to move both franchises to Virginia. Um, So Bowser offered him $500 million to stay in Washington, D.C. He declined. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons, apparently, this was in the Washington Post, was due to the crime outside of the stadium. uh, Washington, D.C. just can't get it under control. 
Right, right. So, yeah, so now so now they're out. And then that baseball player decided what? He doesn't want to play for the San Francisco Giants because of the, um, in part, of the crime issue? Yeah, in part due to the crime and homelessness in San Francisco. Yeah, Ken Rosenthal, he's a baseball reporter. He, uh, he was on a podcast the other day. I saw a clip of it, and he was talking about how all free agents uh, just don't want to go to San Francisco because, you know, the taxes, the crime, like all that stuff plays a factor into, you know, what happens there. And it, they're, their on-field product has suffered because of it because they've had good teams, and they're just like a player or two away, and they can't get them because no one wants to go to San Francisco anymore. Yeah, man, that's that. You don't think about that, right? Between the taxes, the crime, and everything else. If you're a free agent, you and you can you can negotiate those kind of big buck salaries, and you can go to you can live in a place that's cheaper and safer, and they'll pay you as much money. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's kind of a no brainer, right? Yeah, it's two, two seasons in a row, they were one of the top contenders to get the top free agent. So last off season it was Aaron Judge. He ended up staying with the Yankees. Shohei Otani this off season he stayed in L.A. with the Dodgers, but. Man, it, yeah, it stinks for them. Something similar happened um, in this past offseason, or was it last year? Two years. When did Tyreek Hill sign with the Dolphins? That was two seasons ago. That was two ago. seasons ago, yeah. Yeah, he had uh, identical contracts offered to him from the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets, and he ended up signing with the Dolphins because of the, the tax issue. <laughs> yeah. Taxes and the weather. I'd sign with the Dolphins, too. <laughs> and yeah, also, it's not the not. Jets. <laughs> They're terrible. <laughs> and there's that, too. But no, I mean, really, I, you... Look, most of the people that play professional uh, sports in the city of Philadelphia, most of them live in South Jersey. You know, most of them have houses in the in the in the suburbs in, in Jersey or or the sub- they don't live in the city. I don't. Not many of them. I'm sure a couple of them do, but not a lot of them live in the city of Philadelphia. They're able to live in the in the burbs. And since New Jersey and Pennsylvania have that deal where you don't get a city wage tax, it's it's offset by the taxes you pay. You know, they have that little reciprocal agreement. They were paying more for property taxes to live in Jersey in many cases, but they don't have to pay the city wage tax since they're paying the taxes and it's whatever the you know the deal is. And they wind up doing that. I mean, you don't you don't see a lot of them living in the city. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't blame them. <laughs> they buy big mansions in you know Haddonfield and Moorestown and places like that. I guess a lot of nice homes in Haddonfield. Cherry Hill. Nick Castellanos yeah. moved into Ben Simmons's old place when he signed here. Where is in, that? In Moorestown. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, um, I, I'm not going to say where, but I know that the coach of the Eagles lives in South Jersey. Yeah, there yeah. you go. People see him around town and stuff. Mm-hmm. Apparently a very nice guy. Signs autograph for the kids. <laughs> he seems like a nice so, guy. Seems like a very nice I told you I want that shirt that has the Italian flag on it. Oh, yeah, he's been wearing that. Well, they all wear it. They all yeah. wear their heritage yeah, and I want that. Yeah, because I'm totally. Italian. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, you get the French flag of surrender for yours, Henry. <laughs> Not French. Machette is the f- most French name I've ever heard. Henry Machette. You can't get more French. I mean, if you were Napoleon Bonaparte himself, you wouldn't be as we, French. We, we've gone over this. <laughs> it's machete. <laughs> Do they make you French at Ellis Island? Is that what happened? They wanted to. I, I forget the whole reasoning behind it. It's like Italians are being persecuted or something. Like, oh shoot, we don't want to sound Italian. Let's let's sound French. They won't they won't be mean to us then. So they made it sound. They like know that. we'll they... surrender. So let's be French. <laughs> let's sound French. They know we're not going to put up a fight. It's all good. Yeah, it was something. It's probably like a smart that. strategy. Yeah. Yeah, these Italians. You know, the guy gets there. He's like, you know what? Listen, too many of you uh, without papers types. So uh, how do you feel about being French? And Henry's grandfather, great grandfather, was like wee oui, wee, oui, and started miming right there on the on the spot. <laughs> and then he dropped so the vowel, was, and it he was became something like that. Because like, on the on the immigration papers, it still got you know the extra I at the end. So I, I don't know. I don't know when they decided to do that. When did you decide to be a turncoat to your heritage <laughs> and your people? When did you decide to <laughs> deny your your heritage, Henry? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know at what point they decided to change it. I have no idea. It's why like, don't you put it back? Why don't you start giving the proper Italian pronunciation then? Say, hey, I'm machete, yeah? <laughs> why don't you bring it back? Pronounce it like that, too. <laughs> I, I mean, Just I could. Saying. I could. I, I have the authority to. You know, there's another scam that's going on now called card draining. Have you heard about this? No. 
Uh, card draining leads to Americans being given gift cards that are worthless because crooks have already taken uh, the money up to $500 from them. Yeah, I saw so here's what happens. Them. Criminals take gift cards from stores. They copy the numbers and then they return them to the shelves. And I, I guess the, the, what happens then is that you go to buy the gift card at the store, which, it, you know, you get a pin and an activation code. But at that point, the card's worthless and you load the car, the cash onto the card, but the criminal already has the number. So as soon as that card becomes active, say you go up to the counter at Target, right? You've got a gift card in hand and you say, I'd like to activate this for $500, please, an Amazon gift card. But the thief, the, the criminal had already copied the number and the pin on the card. So when that card becomes active, is the minute that, that, that those funds are transferred to it, they go online, put in all that information and then you have a worthless gift gift card on your hands. That's something. Jeez, that's terrible. Yeah. So what you have to do is you have to check for a sign that a card has been meddled with. If you see any scratches or scuff marks or parts of the card missing, don't buy it. Which you think would be common sense, right? But there's a lot of idiots out there. So what they do is the crooks will have scratched off the silver security foil. They will then replace this with a nearly identical silver foil which is sold online. You can just buy it on, on, online. So you can buy that little foil. And then they say that the only way you can really know is if you see any damage to that card or the foil. In 2023, Americans are expected to spend $29.3 billion on gift cards, according to the National Retail Federation. And a man was arrested and accused of tampering with gift cards in a Target store in Sacramento, California. Last Christmas, we received a Target gift card with zero balance, uh, and but it was a sensitive subject to bring up with senders. Probably explains why the gift card was a zero balance. By the way, I'm not a big fan of giving people gift cards. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it. You know what I mean? No, you got that activation fee that you have to deal with. Not only that, but then you wind up having like a few bucks left on the gift card. You don't know how to use it. <laughs> the house always wins. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like in I, New Jersey, they'll confiscate that money after a certain period of time. Yeah. Christie nope. signed that law. You, they, will oh, take, really? they will seize money on a gift card if it's not used within a certain period of time. Jeez. Yeah, because I, so, I know I have, I must have a half dozen gift cards just sitting around that still yeah. have a balance of like $2.91 on them or something. I but. have a CVS gift card, I kid you not, has 21 cents on it. <laughs> oh, 21 cents. Don't spend it all in one place. I know, exactly right. <laughs> so look for the foil, and if you see anything, then know it's a Fugazi, and, and, and any, any, if it looks in any way, shape, or form like that card has been touched in any way, don't buy it because it's probably been touched in some way and it's, it's, been, it's a scam. Speaking of getting touched in a way you're going to love, the naturally nude pajamas from pajamagram.com are amazing and beautiful and luxurious. Johnny Cook said my ads haven't been creepy enough lately. So I'm going to raise the bar. All right? I'm going to raise the bar. Speaking of inappropriate touching, scratching things off, the naturally nude pajamas will light up your Christmas night. <laughs> they are soft and they are cozy and they are luxurious. And the Naturally New Pajamas from pajamagram.com will make her very, very happy. You'll, look how, you'll love how beautiful she looks in them and she will love the gift of comfort that you give her. And you will love the fact that it includes a naturally nude nighty as part of the gift. So it's a $75 value, yours free with the purchase of the naturally nude pajamas. So all kinds of different styles and colors to choose from. She will be so happy and you will love how she looks in them. They're luxurious. And listen, you know, this Christmas, you have a lot to do. They will make it easy for you. They'll wrap it for you. They'll ship it for you and you're good. But you have to do this before it sells out because it sells out every year. So go to pajamagram.com. Pajamagram.com right now. Order her the naturally nude pajamas. So close, it's like wearing nothing at all. And then you'll get the free naturally nude nighty as well. A $75 value, yours free. Do it today because this popular gift sells out. Have them take care of it for you. She will be happy. She will say thank you. And you will be very, very happy in return. Pajamagram.com, pajamagram.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. I'm going to let this play for a minute. Keep going. I have a reason for it. Here we go, ready?
All right, stop it right there. Now, why did I say play it? What did you guys catch in that? See if you young whippersnappers caught it. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. I have no Marconi? idea. Marconi? Yes, Marconi. <laughs> I figured. And who was Marconi? The godfather of radio, correct? He's the reason we're here, damn it. Yeah. Giovanni Maria Marconi, yeah? <laughs> he was born in uh, Bologna in Italy. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. He won a Nobel Prize, too, I think, in uh, physics. Not for really? radio. I think I should check that Did out. Did he ever win a PAB award? <laughs> he had a brother, the lesser brother, Alfonso. Nobody knows who the hell he is. Imagine, and he had a stepbrother named Luigi. No, they're the lesser Marconis. Nobody knows who they are. Imagine that. Like your brother invented the radio. What'd you do? Um, I, have a, I work at a butcher shop. Oh, nice. That's good. Kind of embarrassing, right? <laughs> You, you just uh, called out a lot of celebrity, like, <laughs> siblings out there, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not easy. Yes, Giovanni Maria Marconi. He was an inventor and electrical engineer known for his creation of a practical radio wave-based wireless telegraph system, which led to Marconi being created as the inventor of radio, and he shared the 1909 Nobel Prize in physics with Carl Ferdinand Braun, uh, as they develop wireless telegraphy. There is a book by Eric Larson about Marconi and um, the wireless transmissions. It's excellent. But I'll tell you something. Uh, the Marconi Award, which is given out. You know, yesterday I was named number 10 major market afternoon drive personality by Barrett News Media, which is great. And it's a big honor. Thank you to Barrett. And thank you to uh, the Zioli Army for tuning in every day, to the outstanding producers on the show, Matt and Henry. Uh, but I've not yet received a Marconi. And I will not rest until at some point I achieve that award. I want to get a Marconi. Well, That's the highest honor you can get in radio. Better hope you get one before uh, the election, because if Asshat doesn't win. I will be out of a job. Yeah. It's an excellent point, Henry. Henry reminds me that I've, I, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling the dice here. I'm, I'm laying it all on Asshat Hutchins. Who's pulling? Did I say his name right, Matt DeSantis? Uh, say it one more time. Asad Hutchins. It doesn't, it doesn't sound right to me. I think Hutch, missed... Hutchinson. Asad Hutchinson. That sounds better. I have said that if he is not president, I will give up this microphone. <laughs> From my formerly pangolin-stained fingers, you will not even have to tear it out of my undercooked bat burger hands. You will just have me giving it up voluntarily. That's how confident I am that Asad Hutchins will become the next president of the United States of America. <laughs> should, should I check his polling numbers to see how we're doing? No, I don't ever believe the polls. They're all lies. Okay. And that's why, even though I was wrong on Doug Burgum, I called that one wrong, but I'm going to be right. This is Hutchins. Hutchins? Is it Hutchins or Hutchinson? That's Hutchinson. the part that always tricks Hutchinson. me. Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah. Uh, this is his moment. So, well, either he's president or I'm out of a job. But then, if he is president, I should get a Marconi. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, if he is president, you should get a Marconi. For the boldest political prediction of all time. Uh, Let's check in on Twitter, shall we? Some uh, social media check-in from our friends over at uh, Cherry Hill Vavo. Sid uh, sharing me a tweet. Jason Martinez breaking. Gaza protest as the Schuylkill shutdown right now on I-76 West is stopped. Uh, So if you are heading in that direction right now, I don't know if they've cleared it up yet, but I'm trying to figure out if that's still going on. But this this is what I mean. I talked about this earlier. What does disrupting an official proceeding mean? If these protesters, these jackasses, keep somebody of prominence from getting to an official proceeding and they can't have the proceeding, I would imagine you could charge all of them with a federal crime. Couldn't you? I mean, yes, why not? If, if If that's how we're doing this, if that's the game we're playing here, which is that if you're a political protester and your actions lead to the government having to delay a meeting in some way, shape, or form, then yeah, you should be charged with a federal offense. Right? I mean, that's, that's what's what they're saying with the Capitol, right? That's what they're saying with everybody on January 6th. Congress had to delay the vote by six hours. Therefore, you disrupted an official proceeding. And unless you're a Democrat named Jamal Bowman and you pull the fire alarm, they'll charge you with a federal, federal offense. I-76 blocked by pro-Palestine protesters calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. This is apparently happening right now. Live. I-76 westbound and the Schuylkill were blocked during rush hour because of the protests, which began around 3.30 p.m. I don't know if it's actually been resolved as of yet, but as of 22 minutes ago, Fox 29 is still saying that there were, there were protests going on. So we'll follow that up, right? Don't you think, Matt DeSantis? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to find details now, actually. Yeah. Let's get a, get a, because I know a lot of our, our audience has to drive through that, that I area. Do. I do. 
It looks yes, like we all better, do. They better be gone. Yes, it looks like they better be gone. It's right. Well, you know, what? let me put on put on the local uh, uh, the local news, shall we? Can you do that for me? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know we, we usually keep Fox on. You guys have Fox on in there. I'll put on the local. I'll put on right. uh, Fox twenty nine. How about that? We'll see if we can get coverage of the protesters. But but why? But but all these people who are doing this and they're shutting down an official proceeding. You could also argue that even if they don't stop anyone from government from getting to an official proceeding, you could make an argument if you want to keep stretching this federal law that if you block traffic, that is blocking an official proceeding. People getting home, right? People getting home and their their commute. Thirty two people have been arrested. Well, they won't be charged with a federal offense, but they should be. I mean. If if they disrupt the, the the official proceeding is just people going home from work. The government stretches the definition of a law, so let's keep stretching it. Let's do this. If you're going to take a law that was passed in the wake of the Enron scandal and say that like a corporation destroying evidence to stop an official proceeding, i.e. an investigation into Enron, is now the same thing as political speech interfering with a congressional proceeding regarding the certification of the electoral count act then you have to keep going you've already you've already taken a law that was not meant for that 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 purpose and you've expanded it and you're using it now outside the confines of what congress intended for it so keep going with that define official proceeding is 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 the commute an official proceeding i would argue sure absolutely and you just disrupted my commute the other thing too is that in my uh zioli etiquette handbook just my my my, my thinking to protesters is, do you jackasses not understand that there's nothing people hate more than having their commute disrupted in a city that already has horrible traffic? Do you honestly think you're, you're bringing anybody over to your cause? Like, oh, thank you. Maybe an, an extra hour late tonight to get home to see my family. Thank you. I'm definitely on board with your cause now. Thank you so much. Like, if you're trying to win hearts and minds, maybe the way to win hearts and minds is not to turn around and to, to, to make it even harder for people to get home on a night that they just want to be home with their kids and see their family and get, get home. Who in their right mind thinks that that's how you win people over to your cause? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do the one thing that everybody hates. The one thing everybody hates in the city they complain about the most is the traffic, particularly where 76 and 676 meet up. That little, that little uh, gridlock that's always there, so it's frustrating, right? All the time. Uh, let me block it and shut that down and make life worse for everybody. And while I'm at it, I'll shut down the Vine Street Expressway too. This way people don't even have a workaround. Hey, thanks. I hope you liked the fact that I just made you, uh, you know, three hours late for dinner. Will you sign up for my cause? Will you join me in demanding a ceasefire? Like, Jack, like, no, idiot. No, I hate you and I hate your cause. I hate you more now than I ever fathomed. I hate you so much for what you just did. All right. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We've got a big five o'clock hour coming up. We'll give you the latest on that if there's any more details on that protest on 76 and 676. What do you got? What do you have over there? You said 32 people have been arrested. Anything else? Nah, that's all that I've seen reported thus far. All right. I can't. um... It looks like ABC has a live shot, um, at least a shot that they're claiming is live on their website. And if it is the case that it's live, then there are still a lot of people out there. But um, I'm not entirely sure that's accurate because it looked like it was lighter in the video than it is currently. (laughs) All right. Well, ABC Disney China is doing a Disney 100 commercial on the uh, local 6ABC affiliate. What's that? I said that's what I'm watching right now, too. Yeah. Oh, I just got some infine information. Ooh. Yeah, it looks like they're still out there. Yeah, blocking down the roads. I don't know. I mean, I hate these freaking people. I, it, it, I, will, I will do the opposite of your cause. When, if you shut down traffic and make me late, if you disrupt my commute, I will do the opposite of whatever it is. Even if I agree with your cause, I'm now on the other side of it. If you, if you were doing a protest to say, to, to demand um, a, 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 you keep Columbus Day and you block my friggin' commute. I now hate Columbus and I hate you. And I'm going to now uh, demand Indigenous Peoples Day. I'm going to do the exact opposite of whatever you want, even if I agree with you, just because of the fact that you shut down my, my, the road and you made me late and you disrupted my commute. In a city that already has uh, traffic, it sucks every day. Now you made it worse. I hate you. I hate whatever you stand for. What do you stand for? Oh, you want to give me the, the, the Marconi Award? Screw you. I don't deserve it. I hate you and I disagree. <laughs> whatever it is, whatever it is, I'm now on the opposite side of you. You will never win hearts and minds doing the, doing that way. Never. Good. They they arrested a lot of these people. Good. Make charge them with a federal offense, disrupting an official proceeding. The official proceeding being people getting home to work, getting home from work, and doing whatever they have to do in their lives. It's an official proceeding. It happens every single day. It's called the evening commute, the afternoon commute, and you people just disrupted it. So there you go.
It looks like there are a couple hundred people still out there still. All right, well, then if you are listening right now and you have any plans to be in the area, don't. Because a bunch of idiots have uh, decided to win hearts and minds by, by, by shutting down a highway. These people are the absolute worst. I hope the police, you remember when the police tear gassed them and everybody was angry? I wasn't. You know why? Because I said, <laughs> at the time, I said, well, you know, the thing about it is that you can protest and not shut down a road. You can protest anywhere you want. It doesn't have to be on that highway. And we live in Philadelphia. We live in the city that said in the First Amendment, you have a right to protest, but not in the middle of a freaking highway. It's dangerous and it is not safe, which is the same thing as dangerous, obviously. And it is the most, the rudest possible thing you can do. Whatever your cause is, I now hate you for it. You could be shutting down 676 demanding that I become president. I will now vote against myself and hate all of you people. I'm now on the opposite side of you. All right, big five o'clock hour coming up. 30 minutes of nonstop talk. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.